don't habituate the curtain rod. Boom, boom. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we are back here on a Sunday night, 9 no. p.m. Try on, again. On a Sunday night. Nope. That's our normal time, though, Anne. Our normal time is Sunday, but tonight it's Monday. It is Monday. Uh, yes, uh, we, we did have to delay the, <laughs> the show uh, one day again. It was also... a for the second yeah. time we've delayed the show, the second time it was like a three-day weekend. There's right. no connection there. There's there actually, really isn't. There's literally no connection. There is it's really, all a coincidence. Uh, his car wouldn't start. Yeah. We were, we were really cranky yesterday. You didn't want to listen to yeah, that Yeah, you podcast. didn't want to watch Legends of Gotham yesterday. We would have been <laughs> Legends of Whining and Complaining. <laughs> and that's no fun for anyone. Cheers. Plus now it's Drink Wine Day. So It literally is. It was... Have ice cream for breakfast day, which I complied because I, you know, we take those days seriously. And then it was also drink wine day. So I'm having caffeine chaos wine. Repeat. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So I, as you're aware, normally we go live Sunday nights, uh, 9 p.m. EST at Facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. Happens to be Monday night tonight. Sorry about that. Uh, I don't know. Steady. We got Rebecca Johnson over in the comments. Oh, so. we have Re- Rebecca there. Hey, Rebecca. Nice to see you. Um, but, uh, you know, we're here talking Gotham. We had a week off too, which probably threw another king. It really it. did. You know, but, it reminded me of that, you know, year and a half where we didn't do a podcast. We're like, oh, let's just go about our business. <laughs> but now we're back. But now we're back. But now we're back. We're back. And, uh, I, I guess we should probably go ahead and fold into the Gotham talk here. So Emery, why don't you get us started up with the riddling rhyming episode summary? Okay. Dokey, me and Oswald got this. Cool. <clears throat> Can Jim break a spirit in polished dress? A sprint, not a spirit. <laughs> Let's try that again. Can Jim break a sprint in polished dress shoes? He's a cop on the run with nothing to lose. Who would dare invade Penguin's den of treasure? Magpies ain't no good, Nick. They're birds of a feather. Should the cops trust the Riddler? What? Are you high? Will Ed bomb his audition to be a good guy? Will Secretary Walker conquer Frisch Mooney's bitches? Eduardo needs more than Jim's 13 stitches. 13 stitches. Beep, 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 beep. 13 stitches and fish moony bitches. What'd you think, Ed Murray? bitches. I feel like it was a filler episode. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Like, we've said this a few times now, and that's really sad because it's already, it's only the sixth episode, but that's halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um, when they stretched it from 10 to 12, you can feel the stretch. Yeah, you can definitely like, it's not like there are certain episodes that feel like the entire thing was a stretch, but no, like I I, actually like, I bet they popped in the whole penguin and cat and magpie thing because they killed her off. Uh, pretty much immediately, pretty much immediately. And I actually enjoyed that. And that times out to probably be just enough to stretch an episode. Yeah. What I would assume, uh, and we were talking about this before the show too. Uh, but I, I would assume that the last episode was called Pena Dura, mm-hmm. which was the, the prison where Eduardo was, um, oh. you know, where he was saved and all that business. So I'm guessing they probably had all the Eduardo stuff from last episode and this episode and one episode right. and then kind of padded it out. So, you know, you can feel that, you can feel I, that. I think on occasion, but I, 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 it was still a pretty solid episode overall. It was. Yes. Okay. Well, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and start. Oh yes. Hi. Yeah. We well, have points. You, is stuff. that what you thought too? What's that? Is that what you thought too? Then is that it felt a little bit padded out yeah it felt a little padded out and i th- i think uh based on the green band trailer they released for ace chemicals next week they knew it 
I, I it, which I saw before I saw this episode, I believe. Yes, um, you did. No, before we rewatched, you saw it. Yeah, but uh, I, anyway, I, I was just so I'm just so excited for that episode that yeah. I think maybe my excitement for this episode is has been tamped down a little bit. Yeah, probably. But I did find some cool things to talk about in this okay, episode. Uh, my first point is called the bane of personal responsibility. Uh, now, Eduardo takes umbrage at Jim's accusations that he was responsible for the deaths in. Hi, Bane. Oh, <laughs> oh, when he's gone. Garbage. Um, but uh, Eduardo takes umbrage at Jim's accusations that he was responsible for deaths both in Gotham and back in their military days. And despite his hissy fit, Eduardo doesn't actually prove him wrong. I, the, the thing with Eduardo is he doesn't want to take personal responsibility for any of his actions. Uh, in fact, he even in, in this episode, he even turns it around and blames Jim for Haven. What? Because he was really good at his job and protected a bunch of people. So it's his fault that they died. I mean, it, uh, it's just Eduardo likes to just deflect any sort of personal responsibility for his actions. Very much so. And so I was thinking about this. And at the end of the day, I think it's because he's a soldier, you know, he's mm -hmm. a good soldier, which means he never feels like he needs to take that personal responsibility for his actions. Cause okay. a lot of times his actions are motivated by orders. And so he can, you know, much like, I, I, I don't it. know, say a Nazi back in World War II, he can fall back on the orders. He was like, you know, I'm not a bad guy. I was just following my orders. Uh, you know, he respects the chain of command and he uses it as an excuse when he messes up, when he okay. does something wrong. Okay. But I, I think in order to become Bane, who's a master strategist that rarely does what others ask of him. Okay. Unless he can get something out of it. Eduardo is going to have to change his thinking and... Uh, Claim his action, actions, take responsibility for them. So my prediction is that towards the end of the season, after he goes full Bane, uh, that he's going to have to uh, he's going to have to do something to break rank with uh, Secretary Walker. Mm -hmm. uh, my thinking is that it's going to be that he's going to come to his senses and save Jim disobey her orders to save Jim. And then he's going to go off and become the Bane we all know and love and slightly fear. Interesting. That w that was kind of my thinking because he has that very much that soldier mentality and it's not really conducive to the Bane character we know. So I think we're going to have to see a break there. And Jim's a great point to break on because they do have that history. They do they have do. that yeah. camaraderie, even though it's kind of it's not rusted anymore. over the years. Rusted? <laughs> Tin roof. Um... It was definitely interesting. Um, one thing that is slightly random, slightly off topic that I sort of got from all that was that Walker was the one on the thing speaker, the radio radio yeah. that said that they had friends on the other side of the river and that help was coming. Mm -hmm. I think that was to make them feel comfortable and not do things like, <laughs> Um, like start Haven. Yeah. I think it was like a distraction. You know, I really enjoyed our whole, whole idea that it was like the town across the river. Yeah. But it's not, it was mm -hmm. very clear. She has a very definitive voice. Oh yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of neat. Oh yeah. And I definitely, I, I think the Haven, Haven thing was just like busy work while they get the soldiers ready to go in there and, you know, well, no, 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 it wasn't busy work. They discouraged Haven. Oh, did, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why it got blown up because mm -hmm. it set back her plan. Yeah. <coughs> excuse me. A bit. Mm -hmm. 
So there was that. What did you think of the uh, the whole scene at the end there where Secretary Walker walks up and he has like the big pole sticking through <laughs> his chest and everything? And, uh, you know, uh, we get the first glimpse of the Bane mask, the mask. Slash, slash voice. Um, I, I expect you to die. I, <laughs> I, I don't know what I thought of it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the Professor Strange will have you, you know, fixed up. Yeah. Any minute now, basically. So yeah, because Strange is definitely, if nothing else, he's definitely on their payroll. He's like he like has a retainer to wear. Oh yeah. They need. Yeah, it was a good contract. Yeah. But it was a military contract, so there's that. <laughs> um, there's some discussion in the comments between um, Rebecca and Soledad mm-hmm. about the Bane and well Eduardo and Walker relationship. Um, Soledad says that their um, relationship resembles that of Bane, of course, and Talia al Ghul that, in that, the Nolan version. That that was my thinking, too, especially because, you know, Raish al Ghul was so responsible for right. everything that's gone on in Gotham this season, mm-hmm. even though he's quote-unquote dead Again. now, um, that it would make a lot of sense for one of his uh, children to come in and finish up the job that Daddy started. Right. Or, Rebecca says, or is Walker a stand-in for Waller? Did we have that discussion? We talked about that briefly. Did we talk about it on the show or off the show? I think on the show. Okay. I think on the show. We had that conversation, Rebecca. Go back. Re-listen. Like, I I almost think that they picked that name to kind of- Because it was so close. To suggest that. Because it's still the same first name, even. Like, they weren't even that creative. They were were butting up against that line. Sorry. Fly. Uh, (laughs) As close as they could without being the exact thing. Sort of like how they've had to go almost to the word Joker. Uh And then I think they have like special permission for like the final episode because it's the final episode. Yeah. Well, I I think, you know, if if there was any suspicion that that might be happening, you know, uh, the actress who played Rumpel's wife on Once Upon a Time. Is that her? Yeah, that's her. uh, Who played Secretary. That is like our third Once Upon a Time connection. And that's really weird. But that's who played Secretary Walker. And while she she she's one tough cookie, she's not necessarily someone you you could call the wall. Like no. you call, Amanda Waller is called the wall because she looks like she was just cut out of a wall, <laughs> you know, where She's a big uh, tough girl. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super yeah. tough. Yeah. Solid. I said when I, they first mentioned her, I thought that they said Waller and got really excited. Yeah. And to vi- so did we. <laughs> fa- fair warning too. We might say Waller several times throughout this episode in reference to this character. You can't hold that against you us. You can't. It's, it's, um, you can blame my wine because I can't talk anyway. It's also confusing. It's super confusing. Okay. So here's what one of my first things. Okay. And I have some, you know, they're very Anne-Marie points, so sorry about that. Um, I didn't come in anybody's costume this week. So <laughs> I love watching the team from the season opener come together. Mm-hmm. I feel like we got, like, our first real glimpse of them all working together for a major common, like, activity. Yeah. Versus just, like, you know... Why did they destroy Haven? They killed all my, my people too. I don't like this. I don't like this. Okay, cool. How, what you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. What you going to do? So it sort of breaks down into three mini groups. Uh, Jim and Bruce, the leaders of the pack. They are the brains of the organization. They are the leaders of the pack. Vroom, vroom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're the brains of the organizers. They do all the big scary stunts. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because like Jim went to go meet with um, Eduardo, which I really, Eduardo and Ed, you're killing me here. 
I kept because I normally write Ed and not Nigma in my notes, and I had to write out an Eduardo. Yeah. Anyway. Note, note for showrunners in the future: you can't have two characters on the show who have the same first syllable in their na- first name. No, it's just no. when somebody's name is Ed. Yeah. Yeah. Eduardo. It's just close. Anyway. Um, and then Bruce, you know, he's taking the the tough job of scaling the GCPD mm-hmm. while it's been taken over and doing crazy things all Batman like. Um, then you have Lucius and Alfred. They are the specialty ops, if you will. <laughs> Lucius, you know, knows all the technical things, you know, like removing a computer chip from someone's head. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. It it's crazy. a very quick procedure. It's not dangerous it at all. Okay. See, and that's even the thing is strange had to pop open his skull mm-hmm. while he was awake, but we're not going to talk about that <laughs> where Lucius is just like, hold on <laughs> and pulled it out. Yeah. Can't wait for him to do that to Lee also. Well, you know, it's like a jar of pickles. Strange loosened up the skull. So it was really easy for Lucius to get in there, you know? Ooh. Ooh. And I mean, Oh, the and river- Edward the dog and Edward the dog too. So yeah. there's Ed, Eduardo, and Edward. I wonder if there's okay. an Eduardo the dog. Maybe <gasps> maybe Secretary Walker has a ha, has a dog named Eduardo. Probably. That'd be fun. Um, and Alfred is just you know the all encompassing Alfred. Mm-hmm. He does this like he had to go get the clothes from the apartment. <laughs> Stupidest assignment ever. Why are they not just staying at the GCPD? But anyway, um, and then you have Babs and Ed, the villains playing on the side of good. Um, I love that all of our main villains, with the exception of Jeremiah, right? It's the right person this time. Yeah, right. Okay. I keep messing up Jeremiah and Jerome because. Jer- just call d- him d- Jerome Maya. How about Big J? <laughs> Big J. Big J. Um, are on the side of the good guys right now because these armies, army guys are just out to level the city. And they all love the city so much. Oh, do they? <laughs> um, it's also really nice to see the two of them. Two of them, Babs and Ed. So I was like, two of who? Everything's in twos. Um, stepping back and following others because you almost never see them follow mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah. They do the opposite of follow. They're like, oh, you told me to, I'm going to go over here then. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Babs. She'll just shoot you. She, <laughs> she ain't got no concerns. Uh, I have some complaints about Babs that I'm saving for later. Oh, so do yeah. I. And I will just be jumping on your point on that. <laughs> I fair. have many of the complaints. Bobby, you almost forgot about us. Yeah, Bobby Hawk in the chat almost forgot that we were live tonight. Inappropriate party uh, of one. We're on the right night, Bobby. Sunday night's 9 p.m. Oh, wait. Shh. And shout out to Bobby for getting his voicemail in early last night. Um. Anyway, so uh, let's see. This is actually one of my favorite things this season is watching all of our main ca- characters really come together for Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's really because that was such a obviously important thing in the first episode and yeah. the first scene mm-hmm. or uh, not scene, but you know what I mean. The prelude. The prelude. The prelude. Um, uh, Rebecca over in the chat room says that she likes how Gotham has been mixing character interactions, different team ups and pairs, true w- which is very true because, uh, you know, throughout the other seasons, you know, we would have like one or two moments a season right. where we'd see everyone come together for the big climactic whatever. Uh, but uh, this season, you know, we're getting all sorts of different team ups like I, mm-hmm. Penguin and Catwoman have been embroiled before but never like this never like she was just sort of like i his, have thoughts on that his gopher yeah. you know and uh you know we we've never really seen like ed and bruce interact together on a on a mission on possibly before. anything yeah it's so so it's, it's very interesting the different combinations really we're getting cool. in no man's land yeah sure. it's really cool 
Um, and I think it's just really fun to see them all working for such a common goal. Mm-hmm. And it's really just get rid of the army guys. Yeah. And save us all from Jeremiah that nobody knows is alive still. The army guys suck. The army guys suck. The brothers in blood or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I forget what it was. It was like the brothers in blood or the yeah. bro- brothers no, was, of blood or something. Yeah, yeah. It was they're brothers in blood. Yeah. That's just scary. So anyway. I meant to actually, uh, if anyone in the chat room knows if that's a reference to anything in the comics, I meant to look that up. I didn't. Uh, so, you know, be my brain for me if you can. Be my brain. Oh, uh, and Rebecca in the chat room says that Riddler and Harvey's interaction this week uh, yes. was a highlight for her. Definitely. Yes. The fact that Harvey I, almost completely I, blew I, the entire I, plan. Well, okay. It was good. It was good. That was, that was I'm sure we'll talk more about it later. Yep, we were going to talk more about that later. <laughs> okay, I want to talk a little bit about Edlexa. The chip in Ed's brain. The terrible Or that was in Ed's brain, anyway. Uh, after this episode, it's pretty clear that all of Gotham's problems right now are sort of centered or funneling through Ed's head, which is probably exactly what he would want. Yes, uh, but I don't think he likes the responsibility. He doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, you know, the chip... The chip also in this episode, when they extract it, it gives the good guys a break because it gives them the strong evidence that they can send to the mainland in order to get some actual government help versus, you know, these brothers in blood uh, who who have been uh, posing as the government. One kind of issue I had with that whole situation, though, was the Hmm. evidence was basically these these voice logs of the commands they gave Ed. Why would you keep logs on the mind control chip when you're you know breaking the law and going this way and that why would you have logs there it seems like the last thing that uh secretary walker eduardo anyone involved in all that would want a paper trail that proves that she ordered the destruction of haven it's a terrible idea yes but i also have sort of building on that she even comes in and says that it's all over the news that i ordered this don't you feel like maybe some help would have come tumbling in at that revelation mm-hmm. of any sort? Well, I'd imagine we'll probably see more of that come in maybe next episode. But if she got there, why can't they? Plans, strategies, <laughs> plans, plans and strategies. Okay, Bill. But wait, what do you think about though it, that though, Anne Maria? Is there any good reason for them to have voice logs on these chips? I mean, it's obviously a product out of beta. <laughs> it's out there in the field in a couple different heads. In a couple different heads. But we don't know the details of the second one. Yeah. We also don't know. Maybe it's because the first time Strange has ever done this. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was his prototype. He didn't feel it was completely ready but they're like put it in the head and so he did yeah i could see something like that happening because he is very perfectionisty mm-hmm. um because he just dumps bodies that are that one was basically rotten <laughs> you know stuff like that oh uh rebecca yep. over in the chat yes, room points found. out brother blood who i completely hadn't connected to this uh brothers in blood thing he's basically like a cult leader in dc comics i think he's He's yes. done stuff with the Titans, T- I think. Yes, uh, Teen Titans. I think he was actually also in Prez, the 1970s comic book about a teenager who Cyborg. becomes the U.S. president. Outsiders. Uh, I could be wrong, though. I know, the new 52. I'm literally just reading you <laughs> words that I recognize. Um, so the, I got nothing. And. The, and. Uh, um, yeah, thank she, you, Rebecca. Yeah, thank you for that, Rebecca. Um, but it, it, like we said, you know, it looks like Lee also has an Alexa chip. 
Uh, so I'm wondering if, she, you know, in the scene where Eduardo and Jim are fighting and he comes to save her and she's already shot both of the soldiers. One soldier. One soldier. There was only one soldier because Jim had shot the other one. True that. True that. Uh, but did she shoot that soldier of her own volition or was it a command? No, I it, think it was a command because mm-hmm. um, she was so confused and baffled yeah. at that time. There's no way she could have. Mm-hmm. Overpowered a soldier. <laughs> we, what, what what do you think the the rationale behind that command might have been then from Secretary Walker? Um, clear out somebody who knows too much. Because that means because then that person knows that something about the chip, while all the guys back at the GCPD know nothing. Yeah, they're literally just there. You know, we're going to phase two, whatever mm. that means, other than putting people in cells. Yeah, that that's literally like all they know. The, the only other thought I had was maybe for some reason she determined that it wasn't a sure shot to kill Jim out there in the field when oh. he was fighting Eduardo. So maybe she had Lee shoot that guy so she could get Lee into the GCPD and then unleash the kill Jim command. Right. See, and I like that. But the thing is, she knows that they know about the chips and that they know how to fry them. Yeah. Do does she really think they're not going to figure out rather quickly? I think that's a new awareness that happens throughout this episode that uh, the bad guys realize the good guys know how to zap out the chips. Well, they would have to know by this point because they brought her in because they had Ed. It was they were going to switch for them. Yeah. Because at that time they didn't know. Um, I I think the moment that revealed that to them was when Ed threw the axe through that guy's head. Right. Which was before this. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Silence. Um, Soledad says, I didn't see Lee having a chip two coming. It surprised me. Same Z's. Same Z's. I just it feels like it's weird because it seems like she must have been like under the like orders for three whole months. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because she knows nothing. Like She's under like, orders are just it's like been three months. <laughs> she looked really good for not knowing what was going on with her life for three months. Yeah. She had a nice haircut and everything like no, no split ends. No. You got that close. Yeah, I did. Interesting. 1080p. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so, um, cool. it's not 4k, but you can see split ends. Okay, so you wanted to talk about uh, some other villains in this episode. The tale of Penguin and Cat. Um, the tale of the Penguin the and the Cat. The tale of the Penguin and the Cat. See, I love these two. <laughs> this was just adorable because it sort of softened Selena for how she's been lately because since the weird seed thing. Well, besides her chopping people's fingers off and everything. After that, eh. <laughs> um, no, it was not maybe not even softened. It gave her like a, a human interaction. Um, mm-hmm. so that was something. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of funny to see that Penguin has no one else, and he's going to Selena uh-huh. to figure everything out. 
Yeah, that and he's makes, like, I need help finding this person. That makes me wonder because, you know, in this episode, he very plainly states that, that he has nothing in Gotham anymore. No power, no people, no nothing. No one has power. So what is going to motivate him to stay in Gotham at the end, both for the final showdown that we saw in the season premiere and for the we know he's in the 10 years later uh, flash forward. We're going to get at the end of we're going to get at the end of the season. So what will motivate him to stay in Gotham when he has a very easy out here? Well, I feel like whatever it is, is coming next episode. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it was too easy to have both of them being like, I want to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, it's kind of neat to see how Kat is playing basically 12th dimensional chess with the Penguin since he used to be the king of that chess game. Yeah. When she's like, what? If you give me this and this and this, I can get us out of here. No, da, 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 da. fine, then we'll just it. And so he gives in and she just opens the door, which I think was brilliant. Like, I I understand the, the whole dramatic point of the scene, yeah. but I wouldn't have taken that gamble because you're depending on, you know, Magpie being a reliable narrator about the status of the bombs in the room. See, I actually, yeah, but they didn't touch anything else. They True. only touched the door. Mm hmm. Maybe a chair. Well, I'm just saying that, like, if, you know, if I was Magpie, I would be like, hey, don't touch anything in the room or it'll explode. I didn't say anything about the door intentionally. So you touch the door and that's where the actual bomb is, you know? Right. But it does, it didn't really seem her style. Yeah. Her style was like tchotchkes mm-hmm. or, you know, jewels and what, stuff. I don't know if you have a, a f- big point about this, but what did you think about Magpie? Um, you have a big point about it? or this? May- Wait, no. I am a bit sad that they already killed her off, but then again, they don't really have much time to grow and develop another character. Yeah. This is this is like what we said, that it feels like the whole, almost the entire Magpie storyline uh-huh. was just like, we got two more episodes. Yeah. Here, do it. I, I, because they were they were relatively fast paced too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot, and it actually it did give us a little bit because it gave us a little exploration into Penguin's treasure lair. Yeah, that we had so many so many questions about before. So that was kind of something. Mm-hmm. But um, there's that. It, it's for me. I really like the uh, I really like the actress. I really liked her performance. Mm-hmm. Her very idiosyncratic performance. It was really nice. Uh, I, am not the biggest fan of the comic book character. In fact, no. really, I, I you kind of hate her. No, I don't. It's just, I think I'm pretty sure the only story I've ever read of hers was actually, it was a Superman story. Mm-hmm. Uh, in when they did the Superman continuity reboot back in the eighties after crisis, mm, yes, uh, they did a mini, a six issue mini series called man of steel, which told the new origin of Superman. And one of those issues is a, uh, Superman Batman team of the first time they meet and the villain they're facing off against is Magpie. So that's really all I know her from. I think I, I think I made some comparisons between her and Jerry uh, from a few seasons back. The punk rocker I, 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 Joker. Yeah, I miss Jerry. Yeah. But uh, b- besides Jerry. that, like I've never really had that that big of an affinity for her, although it just feels I guess if they were going to go on for another season or something, I'd be really disappointed because she was a cool character. It'd be cool to see her come back, but they only have a few episodes. She also doesn't really feel like she fits into this version of Gotham. She feels like she fits into even like 
last season Gotham, uh-huh. you know, where it was, you know, civilized. Yeah. Um, we've had a few things. Hold on. Um, Soledad says the actress who played Magpie is Ben McKenzie's cousin. So fun fact. Nice. Selena poking penguins nose is the cutest thing ever. <laughs> always. Um, Brothers in Blood was a Nightwing storyline in which Jason Todd took over the Nightwing moniker and had more violent tendencies. So Dick wasn't happy. And that's from Bobby. That's from Bobbert. And there we go. Read. Remember how we used to play watch Bill Google things? Now we watch Anne Marie. Flip through scroll comments. Through yes. There we go. Yeah, but uh, overall, Mag, Mag, Magpie, good. Sad to see her go. Probably for the best. Although, you know something we didn't mention? Nope. This episode was also directed by ben Jim McKenzie. Gordon himself, Ben McKenzie. Uh, yes, which so. you could tell from the shaky cam that was chasing. We're going to get there. <laughs> okay. We're going to get there. That's fair. That's Hate fair. The shaky cam. Okay, Anne Marie, oh, you know what that means. I do. It's time to turn on the bat signal and light the, the night. Light the night and look at this Joker. Bill is apparently channeling an eighties hairband. In our new reoccurring for the next four or five or seven uh, weeks, six weeks, six uh, weeks, we shine a spotlight on the pivotal steps on Bruce's path to becoming the bat. Anne-Marie, what are we shining a light on tonight? Grappling hook. Grappling hook, yes. And Alfred only showing up to check in on Bruce's storyline. Yes. But mostly, grappling hook. Grappling hook, yes. We finally got to see Bruce use the grappling hook out in the daylight, grappling like a bat. Um, Grappling like a bat. The thing that stuck out to me even more so than the grappling hook, though, was the fact that, you know, Alfred shows up. We don't see him very much anymore. He shows up and the first thing he's like, oh, Master Bruce, how's it going with Selena? Uh, and he basically just gives him the side eye. He's like, that is a classic Batman trope that Alfred only exists to ask Batman what's going on in his storyline. What's going on? Although I think he's going to have a bit more to do next episode based on the end of this. He episode. needs to do some butlering. Some butling. No, no. I, butlering. Thought, I thought it was butling. No, it but- was butlering. Butling. Butlering. Butling. 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 Okay, uh, guys, uh, before uh, we have a, we're going to get back to the main discussion in just a minute. Uh, uh, we have an ad to play, all that kind of stuff. But before we do, we just wanted to remind you that we have a YouTube channel at youtube.universebox.com. That's where all these episodes get posted after the fact. And uh, whatever might come after, uh, you know, Gotham goes off the air is probably going to end up over there, too. So we highly recommend you subscribe. We really don't know what to tell you is going to come up there yet. But something definitely but probably something might. something more than likely probably will probably be might happening will. then. Stuff. Junk. Thanks. Watch this. In this crazy mixed up world, you need fake news you can depend on. Fake on. When news is breaking, it's probably the fakest. <laughs> it's probably the fakest that's breaking it. That's me. I'm Paul Defoe. We've got a commercial, Paul. Breaking the fake news for real. From KCOM Studios in somewhere west of New York City, this is the fakest. Only one podcast is on it. On the scene, making up, breaking the fake news for real. With more reporters covering more fake stories. Coming June 18th to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcasts, and Voice Facts. I can also email you the transcript if you want. Check us out at thefakest.com and subscribe in Apple Podcasts for a new thrilling episode every two weeks. Pretty timely. The Fakest. We fake it when we make it.
Yes, and that's the fakest. Uh, a lot of people that you you guys are probably familiar with involved. There are a couple Half people in our chat room. room right now. Uh, Rebecca Johnson from Supergirl Radio, Bobby Hawk, formerly of Greetings from Storybrooke, and our first voicemail in every episode, pretty much. Of almost uh, every podcast we've ever done. It's, you know, sketch comedy with a plot, uh, you know, news with a twist. Uh, and it's not very political. So if you're... It is not real news it is not real news it's it's comedy it's fun it's light but there's also a story to it uh we're actually we're starting on season two very very soon i am going to be starting the edit on the first episode this week and i'm going to have the second episode sent out by the end of this week if you know any voiceover artists send them our way send them our way okay uh so that's all for the fakest now i want to talk a little bit about whoa hold please Okay. I'd like, I, we have some comments in the chat room. Okay. Soledad hates the shaky cam, but Ben is a good director. And also good to see Bruce doing Batman things. Bobby Hawk shakes his fist at the shaky cam. Nobody likes the shaky cam. Nobody likes the shaky Except cam. Except Ben McKenzie. Yes. Ah, and Bobby says, I miss the old universe box. Can't wait to see what's to come. Same, y'all. Yes, definitely. Same. I'm breaking things. Don't mind me. I actually, As you were. I actually wrote a paragraph about the old universe box for my new website today. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I remember those times. Those were nice. Okay, but more importantly, Batgirl begins. For years, we've been speculating how the Barbara Gordon Batgirl could exist in the Gotham timeline, especially since Gotham's Barbara Gordon is a nutbag who Jim broke up with. Uh, Now, in the last two episodes, I think we have an answer here. Not Barbara Gordon. It's not Barbara Gordon. Sorry about that. I'm just... Correcting you on a technicality. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love being correct. I know you do. Okay. uh, So in the last two episodes, we basically got an answer for this. Um, A late night no man's land hookup in a city without a decent supplier of condoms means that Babs is knocked up and Batgirl begins. Okay. I already have a problem. What's that? It was like three days. Mm -hmm. She don't know if she's pregnant. I'm sorry. Uh, like even like a blood test at the hospital is shaky at best that early. Yeah. I'm just saying, well, it might not necessarily have been three days. It could have been a couple weeks. Maybe the other day. She literally says the the other other day. day. Uh, when you brought this point up to me, uh, last week over text message, I texted you back. Gotham. Right. And (laughs) that's all it can be. Yeah. That's all it can be. Uh, but, More importantly, she's preggers. Uh, You know, and it was inevitable. But I thought the execution in that last scene was just a little too soap opera. Not not in a good way, in a bad way. Uh, Harvey had a great line, of course, but it all felt a little bit forced. Of course it was. Harvey always has great lines. Yes, he does. Even in the most cliche of circumstances. Mm -hmm. Uh, It probably doesn't help that Babs only revealed she was pregnant when Lee showed up. Uh, It was sort of like that whole jealous woman revealing a secret relationship trope uh, that you see on soap operas. Like, you know, where, you know, there's sort of a love triangle going on. And then the guy's getting a little close to the other girl and he's been in a secret relationship with the first girl. And then the first girl's like, no, that's my man. That sort of thing. Uh, you know, I, it feels a little cliche. It feels a little bit dated too. I think, you know, I, I, I think, well, I, we still don't know what year this show is taking place. And so it's perfectly acceptable. Very true. Very true. But I, I just thought, you know, for Barbara, who, especially over the past season or two, his sort of, uh, 
been a champion of female empowerment and, you know, women rock and they're so strong and all this stuff to kind of fall back on this really sort of uh, misogynistic cliche trope seemed a little backwards for her character. But then again, she, but then this does not seem backwards for her character. She is crazy. Do you not remember the church scene? (laughs) She like literally fell out a window. Love you, baby. And like, she tied the two of them up in a church. Well, I'll say, I'll say her character since that church scene, since she kind of broke out on her own and, you know, she had the siren stuff and the racial ghoul stuff and all I that. I don't even know if it's necessarily out of character though. And I mean, yeah. I, I, and you know what? She didn't ask him for nothing. She was just telling him she's pregnant. <laughs> she wasn't saying, excuse me, my baby daddy, I'm going to need you to support this kid because she's got way more stuff than True. anyone else in town. At the end of the day, though, do you at least agree with me that the whole execution of that scene felt a little bit cliche, a little bit? Oh, it was literally to go, highly, guess what? (laughs) Turn the knife. Sorry, you don't remember the last three months, but. Yeah, but overall, you know, I was glad to finally see this story beat play out. And I think it's going to make for some really interesting possibilities in the flash forward Uh or in the last episode. But yeah, overall, I thought it could have been executed a little bit better. What were you? Uh, I was laughing at the picture that was stopped on the screen. Okay, that's it. <laughs> um, Harvey the hero. So since this already sort of got talked about, I'm a little sad. Um, let's see. Who would have imagined that Harvey would be the one to solve one of Ed's riddles? Good job remembering things from high school zoology. Also, who takes zoology in high school? Um, also, thank Harvey you. Bullock. Harvey Bullock. Thank you for keeping Alvarez from pulling off some silly stunt with shoestrings. Um, <laughs> scrolling back, Bobby just said, um, we know Bullock was in school in 1959. I'd say this, um, show takes place in the eighties. I don't think it actually, I don't think he was necessarily <clears throat> in school in 59 because he said that whatever that animal was, um, became extinct or died out in 59. Not necessarily that it happened while he was in school. Yeah. So his, his, his class must've been sometime after 1959. After 1959. But the 80s does sound completely reasonable based on like the cars and a lot of the clothes. But, but so does the seventies and the nineties. Yeah, it really, it's, it's got a big. It, it's in 1920 Gotham. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> We're swinging. All right, so is, is that about bits it? And bits and bits. It quibbles and bits and bits. Okay, so uh, we go back and forth on Correct this, right? Correct, Mundo. I don't know how you don't remember these things. <clears throat> I don't remember anything. I know. Okay, uh, what, these are generally, uh, if you don't know what quibbles and bits are. There are little comments are, that we have that aren't a full point. Notes that we liked but weren't enough to flesh out to a full point. That's right, Soledad. They do have flip phones, and that is why there's confusion. Okay, so my first quibble and bit is that uh, Ed's problems always seem to do with his head, multiple personalities, the brain chip, Ed being dumb, all that kind of stuff. Can't the guy, you know, break an ankle once in a while? Wow. Although I guess it does kind of thematically make sense since he's like the smart guy. But, yeah, it's know. kind of a steal. Um, we've discussed this, but it's still equivalent. But I hate the artsy gym running scene in the beginning. <laughs> it was way too much like the pilot where we had like the face cam where he was like, I hate shows that do that. Like they give, they make me nauseous. Yeah, actually, I think we already might have mentioned this too, but Painadura was the prison yes. Eduardo and Jim's former soldiers were taken to. Uh, now last week's title makes a bit more sense. I'll bite your face off. Dang, Alfred. (laughs) 
He was probably like remembering back to Jerome with his. Oh, I'm sure he was. Separated face yeah, for sure. Disgusting. Uh, and this one's a little bit longer than our normal quibbles. A bit, <laughs> you spelled stitches wrong. Sorry. Did I? Yeah. You missed a T. Nice. Perfect. Good. Sorry. Awesome. <laughs> Completely. Okay. Um, I spelled stitches wrong. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so I, I thought it was interesting that a few episodes ago, Selena was championing the beat the up the tough guy in the room to get respect philosophy. Uh, you know, back when her and Bruce were encountering the mutants. And in this episode, it kind of comes back to bite her in a big way. Uh, killing Jeremiah or quote unquote, killing Jeremiah painted a target on her back. And the only way, out is to shirk her personal personal responsibility for it and escape with penguins. So I just thought that was a bit of that dramatic a point, not a quibble or a bit. I just thought it was a nice bit of dramatic irony. That's all. I love when Ed is faking out Eduardo at sirens. <laughs> and uh, nobody in the crew thought it was weird that they were taking so many cues off teenage Bruce. No. I hope this is they. I, I really hope there's some sort of mass mind wipe concerning Bruce's involvement in no man's land or everybody's going to know his secret identity in bat days. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. So now it's time for the arbitrary scale where we rate the episode based on a random number. I make up a completely, random thing from the episode random number. And then we have to rate the episode based on that scale. For, so for this week's scale, Emery, and you're welcome to vote over in the chat room in the comments too. Mm-hmm. Out of zero pallet beach mice. How many pallet beach mice do you give this episode? Well, I guess I have to give it zero bill. Why? Because that's my only choice. <laughs> say I would let you. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it. I would say it's like a sixty percent. Mm-hmm. So whatever that works out to, point six six pallet beach. No, negative. I don't know. No, it's point six six, not point six six. Because you have to do when you go back, you have to do it's ten. It's negative. It's negative point six six or tenths than hundredths. No, I know that stuff. Thank you. I am a teacher. <laughs> Um, but it, it has to be less than zero. So it has yeah. to be negative. Um, and there's your math lesson, folks. So I'm going to say negative 0.666 repeating. Um, <laughs> because it, it felt like a filler episode. It felt things were stretched. Like there were good moments. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. Yeah. But I really just want to get to Ace Chemicals. Let's just be honest. Here. Yeah, they, that I think we're all episode looks so exciting. I almost wish they would not have announced that it was for sure happening. Like we're pro spoilers. Like we're really okay with it. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish I wouldn't know so many of them sometimes. Yeah. Because in comparison, this just sucked. <laughs> like it just, it just wasn't nearly as exciting or invigorating. Mm-hmm. This definitely feels like one of those episodes where we'll go back in later years and rewatch it and we might have a new respect for it or something. Right. You could, um, what was I going to say? Call it the Tallahassee experience. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, for those of you time. from Once Upon a Time. But. Yeah. And Soul Dad said the best thing about the episode was the ending. Truth. Because it was um, actually, nothing else really moved too much forward. Yeah. Like, Walker coming into Gotham was something. And I almost wish we'd have gotten a little bit more of that. Yes. Soledad we did. And we're like squealing about it. Um, there's just mm-hmm. stuff. As for me, I'm probably going to have to give it zero out of uh, zero. Uh, Beach mice too. That was really good then. Uh, 
Well, oh yeah, we can do fractions. So I, I'm going to give it. Has it, to be a negative fraction. I'm going to give it one one third of a zero, whatever that is. Point three three three. Negative point three three. Negative point three three repeating. Uh, it was it was an entertaining episode. It was well directed, uh, <laughs> relatively well written, and everything. But there just wasn't a lot there. Like we said before, it felt a little padded out. Um, you know, I, I think the phrase. I think if the whole Eduardo arc up to this point had been contained to one episode, as I assume it originally was, it would have been a much stronger episode, much more exciting, enticing, and that Bane reveal at the end would have kind of slapped you in the face a bit more. True. But uh <clears throat> before we get to the listener feedback, Anne Marie, yeah, I know you've been discouraging me from doing this oh, all day. I think we should not discuss what the big spoilers about the finale that came out were. We took out the news. But I think we should discuss our reactions to it because there are probably people out there who are kind of curious what we think about these particular spoilers. So without giving anything away, a spoiler-free reaction to the spoilers that leaked this week about the finale. <laughs> or I guess it should be a ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Yes, yes. I like hee a little more though. I, I'll say that, well, the the pictures that leaked were surprising, mm -hmm. unexpected, and at first confusing. I think they'll kind of be confusing until we actually see. Yeah, well, I th I, there was another photo that was re released today, I think, mm -hmm. uh, from the finale that gave they gave a little more context to it, which made it made make a bit more sense. I just really hope that. Uh, you know, there's some sort of level. And if you know the spoilers, you know what I'm saying here. I well, hope, we're not going to tell you. I hope there's at least an artifice of vanity to that character when he first appears. So we get to see the classic look before we go to the spoilery look. I almost wouldn't even be surprised if it was like one of the closing scenes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, I don't know how to say it without. Yeah, it's hard to say without. It's uh, hard go, to say. But yeah, if you go out there on the internet, you'll f see them. I think uh, Comic Book Resources reported on it, comicbook.com, uh, on the Gotham all the subreddit, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Okay, so now it's time for feedback. Uh, as always, when you get done watching Ace Chemicals, we would really love to load up the Ace Chemicals episodes with yes. all your feedback. Absolutely. We implore you, please, when you're done watching the episode, email us legendsofgotham at gmail.com. The voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Um, you can also tweet us at Legends of Gotham, and the Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. Gotham. And as usual, as we've already mentioned in this episode, our first voicemail is from Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Hey, guys, it's Bobby here. Hey. All right. So <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot going on this week, but like what there was, there was a whole lot going on. If you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Um, we do. Nigma's finally cured. You know, uh, Gordon's quick thinking took care of that. Uh, bringing us one step closer to the team up we see in the cold open of the season and then you know let's just cut to the chase i mean we've been asking for weeks where the hell is lee well <laughs> there the hell is lee and <laughs> i can't believe we didn't see this coming we've been uh you know speculating we've been speculating on 
you know, where's Lee? What could have happened? What have they done to her? Uh, turns out she's more normal than she was when she left, the, you know, left to begin <laughs> with. Uh, pretty much back to her old self. And, uh, except for the tiny bit of now she's a killer assassin, uh, just like Nigma. And she was brought in at the same time as Nigma. So that makes perfect sense. And I can't believe we didn't see that coming. Kudos to the writers for stringing us along <laughs> and making us not see the obvious. They're and the then the league. extra pow of the episode, like they haven't even mentioned it. So I think it was like two or three episodes ago that they hooked up. We didn't even know necessarily all we saw was a kiss. So we don't know exactly what happened. But do. then like Barbara just comes in and it's like, oh, by the way, hey, Lee, how you going? Oh, oh Jim, I'm, I'm Preggers. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> Jim isn't very a very responsible cop, that's for sure. Uh, no. Oh, everyone and and the reaction on the reaction on all of their faces, and when Bullock was like, "Uh, congratulations," or even before that, when he was like, "Say what?" <laughs> I laughed out loud. I laughed out loud. And then, of course, the small thing at the end, bringing us to you know whatsoever will be happening in the next episode with Jeremiah abducting Alfred. You know, but, you know, blah blah blah. But oh my god, <laughs> Lee! Oh my god, Barbara! I can't believe this is all happening. This is crazy. Um, they've done it. They've retconned it back to you know. Of course, Barbara now will be given birth to Batgirl. This is ah. This was one of those scenarios where, like, the last three, five three to ten bucks. minutes of the episode just totally made it for me. Um, I'm giving it, uh, oh God, what, um, out of 343 Landricles of a lampshade, <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it, um, what's the number? Did I say 343? I'm giving it 340. I mean, this was wow. just, wow. Mwah. Bobby wow. really, really liked the episode. So he, if, if he used our scale, he would have given it a zero. He would have given it a zero, a solid Definitely. zero. Definitely. Okay, uh, next up is Rebecca. Take it away, Rebecca. Woo! What's up, Legends of Gotham? What's, What's up? Johnson, and I wanted to send in some feedback about the sixth episode of Gotham Season 5 called Stitches. I want to applaud the show's use of Magpie. I only know the character from John Byrne's Man of Steel comic book miniseries when she made her... Read my mind, Rebecca. Bobby used to do it, now you do it. Her ...comic book debut in the third issue. That issue is also the first time that Batman and Superman meet in Byrne's run. Other than that, oh boy, <laughs> Jim Gordon is having a rough couple of days, huh? Everybody is trying to kill him. Ed, the future Bane, and even Leslie Tompkins. I got to hand it to old Jim Gordon, though. He never gave up and he kept fighting. The one thing that bummed me out about this episode was that I've been slowly warming up to the idea of Jim and Barbara getting back together. Hmm. And Lee just had to show back up and <laughs> ruin it. It reminds me of Lost Season 5 when James and Juliet are in the sub about to leave the island and have a happy ending. And who shows up? Kate. Even <laughs> now, every time I so watch that scene, I scream, get off the sub, Kate. Get <laughs> off the sub. That's how I felt this week when Lee and Jim were having a moment. <laughs> On a positive note, here's hoping for one last good cat fight between Lee and Stabby Babs before the show ends. Definitely. Well, that's all for me this week. So <laughs> I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Thank you very much, Rebecca. And with any luck, Stefano won't show up next week and throw a whole nother wrench into the world. It's always a Stefano. It's always Stefano. <laughs> okay, uh, next up is Mike Pasquale. Take it away, Mike. Well, Bill, this is Mike Pasquale. Uh, 
Oh, looks like the big bad had a plan and had a plan on a plan and another plan to boot. Not <laughs> only did it have a chip in his head, but we've been asking where Lee has been. And well, now we know. There the hell is Lee. She's been getting operated on as well. That's one thing that came out of this. Now, another thing is that now it looks like Selena wants to get out of town and get out of town as fast as possible which will probably happen coming coming up at the end but we'll 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 see um uh, do you think selena's going to make it out of town no i don't know she's going to come back yeah well obviously she'll come back eventually but i think that would kind of be interesting for her and bruce to be apart for a few years i mean then- i think it would be good for their relationship but uh <laughs> They need some space. <laughs> they, they need some space. They need to take some time to find themselves and their animal uh, their monikers. Animals. Yeah. <laughs> they need to forget what the other one looks like. Uh, we use <laughs> we get to see Ed be a good guy for once, and of course we get to see uh, uh, it, it was a it was sort of a trick riddle, a trick question that he used to always get everything start to get the. Get everything done, you know, because, you know, uh, what's his name? Just simply shouldn't be that smart to figure something out. Uh, I mean, he's smart, but he shouldn't be smart enough to fill, figure out a riddler's riddle. Oh, no, now, he's not smart. It's but like, no. again, it was know, just luck and happenstance. Want to make the point, and I get the point. Okay. The point. So, and one other thing, uh, uh, Selena and, uh, and, 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 Pingy working together, an uneasy alliance to get what they want, to get to go from to get away from Magpie. And oh, by the way, I believe Magpie is also a Superman villain, but I'm not I'm not sure on that. So you might want to look that up or call Supergirl Radio. Call Supergirl Radio. Yes. You know, or whatever you know. Yeah, actually, both myself and the Rebecca from host Supergirl from Radio. Radio mentioned that tonight. That's awesome. Uh, to check on that. So that's that. But everything, everybody has something to do in this episode, including Alfred and and Lee. So that was a fun episode. It was a good episode. And on on my rating system is on the. The uh, era of. Oh, oh, I think we lost. Guess him. we got cut off, but thank you very much, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Okay, uh, next up we have a uh, email from Banksy Studios, I think. It says, Hey, Legends of Gotham, I was once in your chat room as Jerome, but sadly Ooh, that. Jerome, you were scary. Yeah, but sadly that <laughs> character has come and gone. My feedback to Gotham is that one, they could have introduced Bane as a whole new character. And two, I love the moment where Barbara dropped the baby bomb on Jim. Oh, baby bomb. The baby bomb. Yeah, I'm going to let you read this next one, too. Okay, uh, so uh, this is from YouTube. Uh, Hold on, i got to get a prop here. Props. He needs Uh, props for the comment section. Jason Wiley commented on our last episode on YouTube that he really loved my uh, T-shirt that I had on. It's actually a button-up shirt, and I think it's very stylish. It's hideous. It's hideous. Much like Gotham, it's timeless. It could be from any decade. Is it from the 90s? No, it's from the 80s. Is it from the 80s? Is it it's from, from the like 87. No, it's not. Who knows? But Me. it looks really nice. No, it doesn't. I'm also, I also decided because you called out my shirt that I'd wear another shirt tonight, which is this one. Hold on, let me switch to my solo shot. 
This is uh, Macaulay Culkin a few years ago had a band called the Pizza Underground and uh, on, where they did Velvet Underground covers using pizza boxes as instruments. And uh, I actually I, I got involved with them on Twitter a little bit and they sent me this really cool official Pizza Underground shirt that they made themselves. Yeah, it's so, like a white Hanes shirt with Sharpie. Yeah, basically. It's, it's, so I, also the first time I've ever worn it. So yeah, about that. Okay. So Pat Ryder says, Jerome wasn't the only one to work with Scarecrow. Jeremiah worked with him to gas Bruce and Alfred in one bad day episode. I did like your theory that because Jeremiah was a Wayne architect, although all we know is he worked on Wayne Tower, not anything else, that he may have known about the cave under the manor. A theory going around that I ascribe to is that the Waynes were Jeremiah's benefactors when he was at St. Ignatius. Remember, Jerome said rich folks adopted Jeremiah, but Jerome wouldn't know the details of any such arrangement. So that might be the reason Thomas gave Jeremiah the opportunity to work for him at such a young age. If he was a genius, he was sponsoring. Was a genius. He was sponsoring at boarding school. Makes that a lot makes of good so sense. So much sense. Definitely. definitely. I, I am on team that situation. Yeah. And you said something uh, similar. Was it Pat? Uh, said something similar on our Reddit post too and kind of got us conversation going over there. So oh, yes, if you go uh, over to the Gotham subreddit and search for Legends of Gotham, you can check out that whole thread too. A lot of good stuff. Yes. Okay. Again, as we said, next week we want all the feedback all in the world. All of the feedback. Even Ace if chemicals. it's just like, I like, one or two lines I, even if it's literally you just like yelling into the voicemail oh my god oh my god oh my god i'm okay yeah. with that yeah i because i have a feeling that ace chemicals is going to be for people who might not like the finale i have a feeling this will be a fitting finale for them and then they can just stop watching and then they can just stop watching or they can keep watching and then complain about the finale when it happens and send that As feedback to do. us too. Uh, but uh, the emails legends of Gotham at gmail.com. The voicemail is four, two, four, two, seven, four, two, three, five, two. Again, that's four, two, four, two, seven, four, 2352. Uh, you can tweet us at legends of Gotham and the Facebook where we stream live Sunday nights at 9 PM. Unless, Except this week, unless it's a three day weekend and is we have crankiness and it's facebook.com slash legends of gotham uh now i what else do we do at the end of the show Anne marie um thanks for coming <laughs> thanks for coming guys Hi. no no i'm not really sure <laughs> uh as for me uh you can follow me <laughs> uh, actually Anne marie where can people find you online um you can find me on twitter at amd simone or you can find me on instagram which is slightly more entertaining at ub Anne marie or not so pretty perlaner I will point over over in the chat room. Soledad said uh, that theory would explain why Jeremiah is obsessed with being Bruce's brother. Yes. Total sense. That's everything. Uh, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, you can follow the fakest that we talked about earlier at the fakest.com or at the fakest news on Twitter. You might already be following it. And uh, you probably it, are. And maybe maybe by next weekend, I'll actually have BillMeeks.com up so you can actually learn about what ooh, I do outside ooh, ooh. of all this. I don't have one of those fancy websites. You could. I could, but what would I advertise? You know a guy. I do know a guy. Um, but uh, join us here again next Sunday night, 9 p.m. EST at Facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And uh, stuff and things. And I forgot I have to play the theme song, so I'm just going to keep talking <laughs> We're just going to keep talking, and I'm going to be like, look, it's a joker. Look at this joker. <laughs> join us next time for more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. 
Boom, 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 boom. Oh, I'm ahead now. We did it! Ow. Ow.